Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's Melinda from Hope When There Was None coming on and thank you for joining me to talk about how do you let go of a narcissist, especially do you need closure from this person? What exactly can you do in order to get that? You might have already tried and it's just fallen on deaf ears. They end up pretending that they are the victim. It could be that they are blowing off whatever that you're looking for, blow off your your questions. Maybe you're like, why did you beat me? Why did you cheat on me? Why did you, why aren't you there for me? Why, and so on. Why, 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 et cetera, et cetera, whatever that looks like for you. So what can you do? And, uh, you know, just to kind of get rid of this person or not rid of them. So you can maybe detach yourself a little bit from them and get the closure that you need. Okay. And so this is something you'd have to do on your, on your own and for you, because this isn't a normal relationship that you're going to get that closure. So keep necessary contact or go no contact if at all possible. Just limit that contact with this person. If you're doing parental visitation with your child and so on, you might just need to meet in a public place always and do it so that you're maybe you're in one car and this other person's in another car and you just part ways that way. If you need to contact, maybe just do it via email rather than text messages and um or go through, if you have an attorney, go through your attorney. And I know that sounds, you might be like, well, I'm going to get charged for this or he's or she's going to get charged for this. It's a lot better for you. It's safer, I should say, what I mean. And um, it's also a paper trail if you're telling somebody such as your attorney and so on. But go contact or no contact. Maybe have somebody monitor your emails or text messages um, and so on and so on. Just so it doesn't get hairy. Now, don't expect... Again, expect this person or to give you an apology, a sincere apology and mean it or to get that type of closure that you're seeking because it's all about them. Don't seek out a way to repair the relationship. So let's say you're okay, you guys are divorced or you're separated or, you know, it's a toxic parent and so on. You've created those boundaries and you are just seeing somebody, uh, them at holidays and so on and so on. Don't try to find amicable ways to get back in that relationship or repair that relationship because they don't care. Really and truly, they don't care. So what else can you do? Maybe write a letter to this person about how you feel what experiences did you go through what what is in your memories burn it you can rip it up and release it with prayer or some sort of ceremony you can send it to the universe but sending it to them might be useless but you can you can just send it off to this person I wouldn't expect a response. Again, they really don't care. It's all about them. Or you can hold on to it, use it, maybe give it to an attorney. If you want to consider taking this person back, if you're in that situation where you're like, yeah, you know, I really miss him or her. They say that they're going to change, yada, yada, yada. Look at that letter as a reminder of why you left them. And it's not to say that this person won't change, 
but the proof's in the pudding. You want to make sure that they're actually doing those changes. You want to make sure that they're going to their counseling or whatever it is they say, what steps that they're taking in order to get you back. Well, date them. Do it slowly. Get back together slowly. Um, make sure that they're doing it. Don't just say, oh, take their word for it. You know, that, oh, I, I joined AA and all of a sudden it's a week later. Can you take me back? I'm going to meetings. No, just take your time. Go slow. Go slow. Just look, trust your instincts, and look for the signs that they're actually doing the work that they're supposed to do. Now, ask yourself if you can't let go of this person, and sometimes this happens with trauma bonding, uh, when you're just out of a relationship, you might scroll on their social media, you might uh, grill your kids or family members or friends about what is this person doing, you know, maybe you can have them call me, or when you do see them, you try to engage them again. So what is it? What is it? And getting rid of a narcissist or a toxic relationship, a person like this, it's almost like uh, you're coming off a drug and it has to do a lot with that cortisol, the endorphins that are going on in your body. It, it's like being addicted to sugar. And I've mentioned this before. So you're seeking this high, this body chemistry and so on and so on. There's so much to this that it's so fascinating with the science of all this. But ask yourself, why? Why do I feel that I need to have this connection? You might be, well, Melinda, I have kids with him. No, it's deeper than that. It's, it's, it's more than that. Are you craving the adrenaline from the relationship that might be volatile? Are you craving, uh, maybe you're lonely what is it? Uh, maybe you're not used to having a regular relationship. So having a normal life can be very surreal. It can look very surreal. And it, you might be craving that adrenaline rush. You might be craving, uh, again, someone to talk to. Even if this person is a little on the dysfunctional side, that's something you're used to. So you might gravitate to this person again just for that dysfunction. Um, so try to ask yourself, why do I want to keep in contact with this person? What is it that they have or what is it that I feel that I need from them? Now, uh, I am going to go through some other tips as well later this week, but my final one for today is get rid of things, purge, things that remind you of this person. And I don't mean that, well, you know, I've got my wedding ring and I want to give it to my children. I'm not talking about that. Like Maybe there's a dress. Uh, for me, there was a dress that reminded me of him. There was some clothing that I had reminded me um, of my time with my ex. And anytime I looked at it or I wore it, I felt dirty. I didn't feel good. I would um, really have like panic attacks and so on. And it's just, for me, it's like, oh, really? I feel so dumb. It's just a piece of clothing. Well, energy is stored in everything. It's stored in the desk that you're by for work. It's stored in your chair. And you might just be like, Melinda, okay, you've gone off the deep end. This is a little woo, new agey, science-y, but there is honestly a science to it. Now, have you ever gotten a piece of, let's say, a cookbook or maybe grandma's apron or uh, a sweater that your dad always wore? And it just brings back those fond memories. That's that good energy. And we want to hold on to that. But I'm talking about the bad stuff where you look at an item or Febreze. I won't do Febreze again. And it's not the physical bottle of it, but do you know what I mean? I hope I'm coming across well. So if there's something that you just, I can't wear this because it reminds me of the time that X, Y, Z happened, you know, whatever it is for you, 
go ahead and purge. Give yourself permission to get rid of that item. You might even want to pray over it. There's some things that we say that they're haunted, haunted houses, haunted items, and so on. But it's that energy that was in, that imprinted onto that house, imprinted onto that item. And sometimes those are, are negative. They're very, um, like, People don't want to live in a home where people, somebody has been murdered or someone has died in a tragic way. It's, or perhaps you hear about haunted items every once in a while and they leave these imprint, especially if it's a traumatic or bad, tragic relationship. There is an imprint there that you just kind of want to stay away from. So I'm going to just say, do what feels good. Do what feels right to you. Um, you might not want, you might be like, Melinda, it's my whole house. I got to keep the house. And everywhere I look, there's just a memory of this person. Well, can you sell the house? And you might not have the means or the funds in order to do so. So maybe put on a fresh coat of paint. Maybe sell some of the furniture and get new furniture. Get new drapes. Get, rearrange your home so it's not like when you were with that person. Just Freshen it up a little bit so you don't have those those memories just glaring at you in the face and triggering you. Something simple as that. Um, doing a cleansing. Ask your religious person to come on through. Maybe do a prayer and cleansing. Maybe you smudge. Just say some prayers. Bless the home. Or maybe it's a car. Whatever that looks like for you, go ahead and do. And... I know this really can sound, like I said, very woo, new agey to somebody, but it is something I've done in order to give myself peace of mind, it eased my spirit, and it was very helpful in my growth. Because I have people ask me all the time, well, how the heck did you heal? Well, this is one of those things that I did. The things that I'm mentioning, I wrote that letter and I didn't send it because I knew it would just fall on deaf ears, you know, but it was a reminder to me when I would look at it, okay, these are the reasons why I'm not taking this person back. So you need to do what feels right for you. I hope you take these tips or maybe have you done any of these already? I'd love to know. I'm very nosy. <laughs> do you have any comments or questions? Feel free to let me know, uh, message me privately if you want, or I am on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. As always, if you need to talk, by all means, please do so. Give me a buzz, comment. My telephone number 219-819-0608, 219-819-0608. That is my cell number. I can get text on there too. So if you feel better just maybe sending me a text, that's fine. That's no problem. Well, this is Melinda. I'm going to sign off. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll talk to you soon. Stay safe. Bye.